That is nonsense. That is nonsense. Wow. <laughs> Are you trying to play the fight song or the Rock Chalk Jayhawk stuff? <laughs> That's great. Mm, man, that is. <laughs> Did it work? Is, yeah, it worked. <laughs> Sorry, thank, um, thank last you, minute. Thank you so do. much for that. That, that is awesome. <laughs> hey, man, look, you guys played great. I mean, actually, you know what? I don't know. You were there, so we'll talk about the experience. But it wasn't the best played game ever. North Carolina shot thirty-two percent. Kansas shot, I think, forty-three. You've got all you the know. stats in front of you, don't you? you well, no, no, I just remember. Well, I was curious after the game. I was like, I don't think we made a shot in forever. I think we shot 25% the second half. And I was like, how are we even in this game? Like, what, what what's going on? And, you know, but Kansas, too many players. You know, well, they were able, they were able to go deep. And they were, yeah. able, I think they panicked in the first half, to be honest, when they went small and he started going deep into his bench. I was like, wow, self is panicking right now. We got up 15, and I think he just told them, look, just play. You're better. Just play. Well, did you hear what he said at halftime? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, there, there was, I mean, I, I mean, there there are so many ways. And for those of you, by the way, I'm just gonna tell you right now, for those of you who are hoping to hear a cornhole right away, you're just gonna have to sit through a little bit of college basketball first. Yeah. So much to talk about with what happened. But let's just start there since you brought it up. So at halftime. Um, we were devastated, obviously, right? I mean, you guys came storming back, and um, we're down 40 to 25. And thank God that it, that's, that's the only bad thing. When you go to these type of events, uh, halftimes are interminable. I mean, they, they yeah. last forever. <laughs> it seems like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, whether it's Super Bowl, you're at a national championship, whether it's college football or college basketball, I mean, halftimes are extended. They bring out concerts. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's, it's, like, it's like, oh, Shit, yeah, there's supposed to be a basketball game. I totally yeah. forgot, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, it seemed like we had been sitting there forever. And I look up at the clock, and there's still eight minutes and 30 seconds left before the second half. Yeah. And then, and then, and so I, so I, so I turned to Derek because I went with my son. And uh, so I turned to him, I said, you know what? I said, let's just go get, uh, let's go get another drink and go to the bathroom and then grab something to eat and then come back. And, uh, and as we we're waiting in line, all of a sudden, like this sense of peace came over me because I'm like, okay, we're down 40 to 25, right? And yeah. my son kept saying, "Remember Baylor, remember Baylor." And I'm like, "That's yeah. a great point. That's a great point." Baylor came back. You know, my, you know, maybe we can do the same. And then I started telling Derek um, Roy Williams' philosophy that he always had at Kansas, and I'm sure other people uh, before Roy thought of this, but but Roy was the first person I heard ever say this: that at the NCAA champ, it, well, in the NCAA tournament, you play basically eight four-minute games. Yes. You don't play a 40 minute game. You play, mm -hmm. you play for each media timeout because the media yep. timeouts are so damn long. Right. I mean, literally, when we're sitting there, I mean, the poor pep bands and the poor DJ, they're trying everything they can, right, to keep yeah. people on their feet during sure. timeout. Timeouts are a long time when you're a fan at these at these live events. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I started telling Derek, you know, Roy Williams philosophy. So I'm like, basically, we've got we've got four four minute games left. I said, if we can find a way just in this first four minutes to make this at least single digits if we can just get it to nine you know we've got a chance and sure enough we came out dewan harris no right after the game no one was talking about dewan harris number three for kansas yeah nobody was talking about him thank god bill self mentioned him in the post game show because i'm telling you he locked up 
the North Carolina guards. I mean, it's just he he finally was the one who did it. And, and it also reminds me um, of something Mike Krzyzewski said years and years ago. And it wasn't so much this year. But he said, you know what? You know who I want to take first? Give me the best on-ball defender in the country. That's who I want coming to Duke. Because if we can get them to start their offense, you know, at the, at the half court line mm-hmm. or push them back a little bit, make it difficult, make it difficult to make that first pass. He said, I always like our chances. And that's what Dewan did. I mean, Dewan just kind of changed that, that, that whole, you know, the whole dynamic of everything. So sure enough, you know, after the first media timeout, we're, we're back to single digits. And I said, Derek, one more time, if we can just get this and Derek's like, we got to take the lead. I'm like, we don't have to take the lead. If we can get within a point or two, after the second media timeout, then then it's anyone's game, and and then that's exactly what we did. And then it was a dogfight, and then, and then Bill Self at halftime, uh, he he basically said the same thing. So he hearkened back to the 2008 national championship, and he told the guys, he said, "Listen, would you rather be down 15 points with 20 minutes to go? Yeah, you know, still plenty of time, or not? Or would you rather minutes. be down nine or two minutes?" <laughs> yeah. And they're all like, "Yeah, give us give us the 20 minutes." I uh, I was I knew it was coming. As just a fan and just watching basketball enough, Kansas was too good. I mean, if you look at NBA draft boards, right, there's Kansas players there. There's no North Carolina players there. From a talent perspective and a depth perspective, Kansas was a better team. And when they got going, when they started playing fast, and North Carolina all year has had a tendency to panic at times. Don't know why. They will just go in the tank for five minutes and just panic. And they did it. I was surprised, and actually, North Carolina, this team surprised me a lot when Kansas took that six-point lead in the second half. After coming back, going up six, I was like, in my head, I was like, this game's over. This might get to 10, 15 points. Oh, that's, I mean, wow. that's how it's been all year. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's been all we, year. We were not thinking that. We and were then somehow they found a way. Late. They scored, you know, t- came back and took the lead. They had a lead with a minute left. Yeah. And then, well, you guys, you guys not remodeled us by a hundred, so that was that was a problem. Well, I, I do think Bill self panicked in the first half, and it's, I didn't think he would do that. But when he started putting in all these other players, trying, well, he had to because 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 I thought he made the only mistake I thought he made was he left Mitch Lightfoot number forty four. Yeah, he left him out there with two fouls and only yeah. like two minutes left, and he it, picked up his third. But he and went, I was like, oh my god! And but he went had, small. To... But he didn't have to go as small as he went. He went super small. And that was to match, and to your point, to put pressure on the guards. And he wanted to do that. Look, I mean, North Carolina's guards had been their saving grace all year in Brady Manic. Yeah. I, I think Bill Self did a good job and said, all right, we're taking love and we're taking Manic away from you. What can you do? Yep, that's exactly, you're exactly right. And, I mean, if Baycott would have been healthy, I think it would have been a little different. But he tried, did his best. I mean, uh, Baycott, that's, let, me, a, let me tell you what. That's Baycott. a monster. That's a monster down there he was playing against. And, and and that was another reason why why Bill had to make that that change in the first half too is because McCormick picked up his second foul. So yeah. we had our two we had our only two big guys yeah. with with three fouls on one and two on the other. So I mean he had he had I mean it was it was total I mean for the last two to three minutes of that first half oh, it yeah. was total damage crisis. All all it he was. was trying to it all was. he was trying to it do was. I mean we we were a fighter just getting the shit knocked out of us, right? I mean, yeah. we're looking for the ropes, trying to hang on to anything yeah. because we're about ready to get our asses knocked out, it right? That was, was, I mean, watching it on television, I was like, they're panicking. I mean, the players even looked shook. And it was like, yeah. if we can take advantage of this, we might, and then I was like, oh, we can blow any lead. We're not, we're not that squad. We're not North Carolina of old where you just run players out there and 15 points, game's over. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, I knew that I knew that you guys were going to make a run. I what? I was surprised at how quick it all happened. It did. I, I can't wait. It was I, only, I, dude. It was only eight minutes. I'm like, glad you said that. Eight minutes. I cannot wait. And, and and once things calm down, maybe this weekend, I cannot wait to watch the game back because when you're live, that's different. They, they, that's that was the only complaint I had of the arena, and, and I'm sure it has nothing to do with the arena or or the people there. It's probably governed by somebody. You don't get many replays. You don't get many replays at all. So I really want to see exactly what happened and how and how everything. You know how the how the comeback happened because when it happens live, it's hysteria. I'm telling you, it's math. And I and I'm sitting there like an 18 year old, back when I was at Kansas. I'm like, let's go, let's yeah, go. You know, sure. I mean, we're we're yelling it, yes, sir. I mean, I'm sure. Yelling a high five. It's 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 hysteria. North Carolina panicked. I mean, Leaky Black was going to throw the ball in bounds and didn't pay attention that one of the guys was guarded and had to yeah. eat it and well, just walked I, over I, the in line. And was just like, what are y'all doing? Did, did Hubert forget about him? I mean, I know he, I know he was in foul trouble, but he sat most of the second half, and all of a sudden well, he had he four came fouls. In. I know, and four. all of a sudden he. But, but he's but, not an offensive player, and quite frankly, Puff Johnson was playing better. Okay, I mean, you know, because we we're not, like, where the heck is he at? He was. But he's in the not. Game. He's not a guy that's going to give you points. He's a guy yeah. that's a defensive player, and Puff Johnson was playing good defense and gave him eleven points in the second. Well, nine points in the second. Yeah. So he was he was giving more than Leaky would. Because yeah, when when Black came back in the game, we were all like, "Whoa, wait a second! He's been sitting for a long time." Yeah, he got you know, all throughout the whole comeback, and then when we had the lead, they could have used him. I mean, they really could have yeah. used his defensive presence on the floor because you know, North Carolina's guards, as good as they can be offensively at times, are not great defensive players. Kayla Love could be if he wanted to be. I just don't think yeah. he cares enough about it. But I mean, when Leaky's on the floor. You try to take away their best player. And it was the first time that there was a player that was a better athlete than Leaky that he was guarding, that he just couldn't guard from a quickness perspective, even though he he made uh guy, what's his name? Where's number 30? One one oh, Obaji. Yeah. He made him work, which is what you have to do. And Obaji, yeah. you know, I mean, he made a few shots that were tough, but he also got some silly foul. I mean, look, you can't complain. That team, that North Carolina team in January, February was one of the worst power five teams in the country. I remember at one point, was it before the ACC tournament? I think Joe Lenardi had them last four out or Oh, yeah, they were a bubble team. In. They were yeah, a right bubble there. team until they beat Duke. Yeah. I mean, I think they were in at that point because they'd won quite a few games. They just weren't really impressive doing it. Yeah. But then when they beat Duke at Cameron, you know, they were kind of solidified in. And right. then, you know, they found each other late in the year. They were playing better. But in January, that was not a good basketball team. At all. Right. I mean, really, actually, I mean, as bad as the ACC was at times this year, they were in the bottom half of that league and they just weren't very good. I mean, they 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 were the kind of teams like, oh, if they can get a few wins, maybe they get in the tournament, but they're going to be out first round. You know, yeah. they just weren't very good. And then they found each other at some point. And I don't know when that was in February, but they kind of found I, I each other. I think it's a huge credit to to Hubert and to yeah. Bill both because Kansas Kansas was uh, I I didn't think we'd win the Big Twelve. I mean McCormick in the beginning of the season was non-existent. Yeah, I don't know I don't know. And Jalen Wilson was in trouble. He wasn't even on the team. He didn't even come back till the final month of the season. I've got a question that's going to make you really angry. Okay. Does this national championship stay? Does it stay? Oh, because of violations? Well, the FBI stuff that is coming. You saw what just happened to LSU, right? That same wiretapping thing. Yeah. I mean, they Will Wade was he's gone. They they don't have a basketball team now. They have zero scholarship yeah. players. I, don't, I mean, and the 
you know, Bill Self is somewhat insulated because it was assistant that was caught. But I don't know. There's, I mean, there it's all I mean, it's all over the place. I mean, they have. Uh, oh yeah, see, there's yeah. DJ Bernie. Yeah, that was my phone that I thought I cut off. It's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just found it because I read USA Today today. One of the guys in the sports page was like, you know, I was the only reporter that asked in six press conferences. What about the FBI thing? Like, you know, what when is that? Yeah. Come don't down? you think that's that's I mean, I, I feel like it's I feel like at this point it's old news. I mean, Bernie, this has been around for years now. Well, the thing, but but here's the knock on the uh on the NCAA. Why is it old news? I mean, it's wiretapping, it's FBI wiretapping. These yeah. are guys on wiretaps paying players. Yeah, why did that's what I mean? Why did why, why are we still here it, and nothing's been done? I why mean, did like, it take so long? I mean, look, he's been able to, to get rid of Will Wade. He's Exactly. He's been able to, and, and Bill Self's been able to continue recruiting, yeah. just won a national title. Why, why is it taking so long? And if it's nothing, then why release the information saying we've got an assistant coach on tape paying a player or yep. saying that he will pay a player? Well, you got to be careful with what you read and what you hear too. I mean, we could, we could go through, we could, because now we could pivot to Iowa football and all the ugliness that made all the headlines. Um, I don't think Just that's a. I don't think season. that's a press thing. I mean, that's a. The FBI came out and dropped those wiretaps. That's not well, but a, if you if you but you have to look back and you have to read the depositions and exactly who was involved, how they were involved, because a lot of it has to do with AAU coaches. Absolutely. Um, let me ask. It, let me ask runs, you this. Let me ask you. So without, what what head basketball coach doesn't know that stuff goes on? This isn't football where you've got eighty kids, fifty two of which are or sixty of which are going to be scholarship, and you've got all the other players that you have. This is 15 kids, man. You mean to tell me? And and the ones that are getting paid are the important ones in your recruit. You don't think they know? They absolutely know. Yeah. I mean, whether whether they insulate themselves well enough, I think most of them are really good at it. Yeah, I think. I mean, all I, the, all the I, top I really, coaches. I, I really, Bernie. I mean, again, with, without without having all the depositions, reading all the depositions, having all the facts, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I know it's been. I know cheating's been going on forever. Yeah, I'm forever, not trying. To, I'm school. not trying to excuse it. But I'm sure as hell not going to talk about it right now. Yeah, I mean, we're all, we're all just I, that's gonna... why I told you you'd be angry with the question. But I mean, I, I saw it. The only reason I brought it up is I had forgotten about it, too. I saw it in USA Today today. The, the, well, that's the... The, I mean, that's the I mean, it's, it's a topic for a whole nother time, because, again, why did it take Will Wade so long? And, yeah. and again, and again, what are you going to do now? Because now a lot of the stuff that these guys were doing is all legal. Now we can pay players legally. So now what do you do? Well, yeah, I mean, is that no, the schools can't pay the players. They have to go get their their deals done elsewhere. They can't they can't go out and actively buy players. I know, but, I mean, but you know, what Will I mean. Wade got in trouble. Was, but yeah, that Will was Wade happening got, though in the past. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Will Wade got in trouble because he was the one on the wiretap. Yeah, and, I mean, and Bruce Pearl, Bruce Pearl got 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 uh, show clause for having, and he's a, still coaching uh, a, ba I mean, what, a backyard oh, barbecue. And and really, his biggest thing was he lied about it. But well, but it was but it was ten years ago, you and know, he's before. a pariah because he turned in when he was at where was he? He actually turned in another coach, which apparently and you know it's kind of like the police department and coaches like you don't turn right. in another coach. It's like you become a pariah. Right. But somehow he's still out. I mean, let's talk about the guy Houston, uh, Kelvin Sampson. Yeah, I mean, how many times does he have to get caught before? That's the thing. Like, that's that's why I'm not even like I, like I really don't. I'm not trying to dodge it. It's it's like I don't I don't even know, Bernie. Like I don't even know what to. I, I don't know why it takes so long and why these are are adjudicated so differently. I mean, yeah, again, I, I don't know. I don't know why it took them three years or three seasons to get rid of Will Wade. Yeah. You know, well, I, 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 I think I, it's I coming. Know. I think it's coming that eventually 
these are all reasons I think the power five and maybe some other teams and maybe another conference all split and yeah, create, create their own bylaws, create everything because the way the NCAA does things obviously just doesn't. Yeah. Why, why does LSU get hit so hard and you've got other programs caught with the same hand in the same cookie jar and nothing's been done because they used the excuse for a while. The FBI hasn't finished their investigation. We can't do anything until their investigation is done because it's not their investigation. Right. That's great. Well, now here we are three years later and you've only done it to one one school. And that's just yeah. and that I mean, that's they didn't give him the death penalty, but they essentially. Gave him the death. All right. Penalty. So here's my question to you. If Kansas had not won the national championship, would you have even asked me that question? No, of course not. Yeah, that's what I mean. So why are we talking about it? Because I wanted to make you mad. I told you this question is going to make you mad. That's why I did it. No, I mean, I. I, I don't think anything will be done either way because if they if they were going to do something they would have done it by now I would imagine. Yeah. Well, if it, if it was if it was old news and you know no one cared about it before, I don't know why all of a sudden it gets moved to the top. I of the don't think now. no one cared about it. I think it got. I mean, look at look at like, let's use LSU for an example. That's a pretty big school to now have their second largest revenue sport essentially killed. You've got zero scholarship players on campus. It's not like the new coach coming in is going to be able to do a whole lot about that. So you're looking at two, three years where they're not going to win more than three or four games probably. Right. I mean, that, that program is essentially killed. Why? It's just, it's just, it's just weird to me that how they pick and choose when they, when they really bring a hammer down. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just, that's, I, I think that's it's my big question. Why, why are different, why are different programs adjudicated differently and at different speeds than, than others? I don't you know, know. What, you know what one thing I think it is, honestly? Um, I, I'm going to make an analogy, kind of an analogy. When I used to work in food and beverage, when I was a general manager of this one little sports bar, whenever the uh, – my brain's not working. The health guy, the health inspector would come right. around. I would make sure I stayed with that guy and walk to every single thing, talk about him, about every single – possible thing he could write down and quite frankly every time they go in a restaurant there's stuff they can see and write down about it. oh yeah for sure but because i stayed with him and walked and talked and went through the whole thing he would give me a list and he'd come back in three days yeah easy to, easy to correct i think if you are handling the ncaa a proper way i think they look past you i think if you kind of go at them in a different way i think they hammer you and I don't know any other way to explain it, but I think certain schools have learned how to play that, how, how to do that dance better than others. I think. Maybe so. Cause I mean, I look at, so. I mean, I mean, LSU, I've never seen, I mean, outside of the death penalty at SMU back in the eighties, I've never seen a team get hit like that. Right. And I mean, there's been other schools that have had to, I mean, you know, what happened at UMass? Remember when we were younger and UMass was so great under Calipari? And oh, yeah. he, he left and he put them under all kinds of stuff after he left. They've never come back. I mean, that's 20 some odd years ago. And that program has yep. never come back. But know. then you look at a Baylor who was devastated. How and about, right, oh, rightfully so, by the way. Yes. But, you, but all, of a sudden, they, all of a sudden, yeah. And all of a sudden, they bounce right back in both sports. Yeah. It's amazing, actually. But that documentary, is, it it's, will literally make you sick to your stomach if you get a chance to. What, what, what's it called? Oh. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was disgusting what happened there. Yeah, and yeah. that guy's still coaching, by the way. Yeah, I, I was it a I can't remember where I saw some smaller college. Christian. Was it a community college? No, well, kind of. It's like a, I think it's a junior college in Texas yeah. or something. But yeah, it's 
Terrible. Well, all right. So, so yep. as we wrap this up, so Baycott, by the way, dude's a beast, a stud. And, and the fact that he played literally Bernie, he played almost the entire game. Yeah. Huber took him minutes. out for about, it was about 30 seconds just before media timeout. Um, at one point in the game, other than that played the whole damn game until obviously re-injuring the angle, the ankle there at the end. Incredible. I mean, incredible performance by him. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder I if still they think, shot I, him with cortisone because they used to do that. To yeah. I don't know what they did. <laughs> my, my guess is, I mean, they wrapped that thing like a cast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, oh. might have given him something to feel a little bit better. I don't know, but uh, I still, I still feel like, even looking back, and I still feel like starting five versus starting five. I feel like the starting five for North Carolina probably more athletic, probably more talented. We just, we just had incredible. I, I, I don't depth, think so. Our depth, our depth just found depth for sure. And I don't think. I mean, we don't have anyone that could match Abaji. We don't have anyone. Look, I mean, your point guard limited you guys offensively, even though he was, he knew how to make. Three or four shots a game. Yeah, Dewan Dewan's not a scorer. But then Remy yeah. came in when we needed some. That's why Dewan Dewan started the whole comeback. Yeah. And then he put Remy in. Remy got a couple three pointers. And then finally we because I mean it was perfect. We we used Dewan for his defense to get back in it, and then we used Remy for offense. It bothered me to no end when Remy banked in that three pointer. Oh my god! I am so tired of seeing that. That's a bad shot that went in, and that makes me so angry. Yeah. I mean that's a brick. That's an air ball if it's from the corner. Yeah, right. he even he even the the look on his face was he was he was even like. I'll but it was a great. I mean, the last few minutes back and forth, both teams, you know, really clawing for it, and then with Baycott not being able to play, just dumping to the big guy, and then even when Baycott came back in, he couldn't he couldn't lift or guard yeah. that guy. I mean, it was just give the big guy the ball and let him score. Yeah, I mean, McCormick was good. An final final minute or so, minute and a half, yeah. two minutes. He was great. Just, when he got there the was no one to guard him. I mean, I think he knew it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he knew it. He was like, "There's no one here to guard me." Just give me the ball. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was just too what's he, 7'1, 800 pounds? How big you know, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure what his weight is. He's massive. And, and, and how, how tall he is. But yeah, he's a big, big dude. If he learns a little, just a few post moves, he's got a long career ahead of him. Yeah. Really cool atmosphere, though. I mean, the place oh, had was, to the, be. The, the, the place was just, I mean, it, it's amazing going to an event like this. I'd never been to a Final Four before. So pretty amazing to go there and just feel the intensity oh. of the building. And I'll tell you what. I have was, to ask well, you about the, the North Carolina Duke game. What I was, was the, just gonna I was just gonna talk about it. I mean, <laughs> as, as much fun as much fun as the Kansas Villanova game was, if you're a Kansas fan, um, you know, when when the North Carolina Duke game started, there was a different and just because just because sure. it's obviously such a huge rivalry. Yeah. I mean, it's ju it just had a different feel to it, but it was really interesting. As soon as the game started, like like while the action was going on, dead quiet. And then, and then, and then, even a rebound. Somebody get a rebound, and the place erupts. <laughs> the tension. I mean, you could almost. I mean, you had to be like. I had a couple yeah. of friends that were there, and they just said the the tension on that night was incredible. And I'll give North Carolina credit. I didn't think there was a chance in any hell that they would be able to come back and play Monday night and put up a fight. They just did. from an emotional standpoint, that has to, it, it would drain anybody. Yeah. To, to play in that big of an emotional game. And then, hey, two nights later, you got to play a game against a team that's probably better than the team you just played. And, you know, that was uh, kudos, man. I thought it was great. But, I mean, I think Kansas, nice. especially at the end of the year, was probably the best team. So, there you go. And the way they dismantled Villanova. Yeah, that that, it, that just was not a good matchup for Villanova on that night. 
because for the first time that I can remember watching, and I didn't watch all of our games, but I watched many, obviously. But the, for the first time, we're hitting our threes. Oh man, y'all were training. You know, they, they absolutely, they absolutely shut down any chance we had of driving. So we had to shoot threes. And Abaji, I think, was five or six or six. Yeah, or he went nuts. Three point yeah. range. Remy hit a couple of three pointers. I mean, everybody was hitting threes, and that and that just doesn't normally happen. So, so did everyone stay? Did the Villanova fans leave, or did they stay and watch the game? Uh, actually, one of the funniest things was, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there, I mean, as far as far as number of fans per program, North Carolina seemed to have the most fans there, uh, without a doubt. I would say number two of, of number two, yeah, Duke was pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so tough to tell. And then Villanova by far was number four as far as number of fans and fan presence, you know, yeah. in and around the whole city. Um, and then once Villanova lost, yeah, there there weren't many. There weren't very many Villanova people at all. So they but one of the one of the best lines, and, yeah. one of the best lines ever. Um, we were walking, we were walking down uh, whatever the street is, headed towards uh, headed towards the uh, the dome, and uh, there's there's this, there this uh, really cool bar that was there, and and of course you know everyone's drinking outside in New Orleans. You just you just grab a beer or a hurricane or whatever, you yeah, just kind of drink awesome. and walk around. It's great. And so <laughs> on the one on one of the decks above, on one of the balconies above, I was walking next to a North Carolina guy. I didn't even know. And uh, this Duke fan upstairs uh, yells down, hey, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, you know, we're rooting for you guys or something like that. And the North Carolina guy looks up and says, wait a second, why are you guys still here? <laughs> you know, this, is, this is on Monday. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I thought you had a flight to catch on Sunday. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I mean, that was going back and forth the whole time. Yeah, it was. There was some ugliness. There's no doubt there was some ugliness. Was there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... You get some fights out there? Uh, or just, just a lot of talk. Yeah, just pretty much a lot of talk. The only, the only near fight I saw was obviously a Carolina and Duke guys uh, in the bathroom. Um, that, that was, yeah. Hey man, uh, there, there take, some other. Take the L, Duke. I mean, seriously, your yeah. God just got dispatched twice. Yep. Take it. <laughs> well, I was debating on whether or not to tell you this part, but since uh -oh. you brought up that part about the national championship, I will. Um. So the the only the only ugly moment I had, and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't geared or or directed towards me. It was just annoying as hell. Was a husband and wife standing behind us in the merchandise aisle, right? Mm -hmm. And I can't remember if this is on Sunday, or I mean if this is on Saturday, or if this is on Monday. Um, I think it was on. I think it was on Sunday, but anyway, so it's a husband and wife, both Carolina fans standing behind me and the whole line. I mean, it, you know, that line, it, it takes a long time when you're in line for merchandise yeah. and that whole line, he's standing behind us and he is literally like berating his wife. He's like, why are you making a stand in this line? You know, we're going to win it. We're just going to be here waiting again, buying our national championship shirts. You're making me. Oh, you hear that? That's me, probably. Oh, it's an AC. It's an it's it's an AC unit. It sounds like a yeah. jet airplane. Let's just making sure it wasn't my uh, my phone. No, it's, it's here. Um, he, he he's like you know, and you know, and it just kept going and going and going. And, and then it was, you know, I'm not even going to wear this Final Four shirt anyway. After we win it, all I'm going to do is just wear my national championship. Just I'm jerk. just going to wear my. I mean, it's, it's it, that, that was that was the to me, and and again for like 20 minutes while I'm in line. Just chirp, 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 and I'm he like, wanted to be Dude. out drinking or whatever with his friends, and she was making him do it. But that's just a chirp. But the fact that he was just waiting until the you know he just knew they're going to win the championship. I mean, I, he, you yeah, that's crazy to me. All right, so I'm a pretty big fan. I've been a fan since I was five. I looked at North Carolina as by far 
the underdog going into that final four of all the four teams. They didn't have the talent. They didn't have, you know, up until the last three weeks of the season, they hadn't shown they were that kind of team. So to have that yeah. kind of arrogance is ridiculous. There was a lot of it. When did you see it all year? I mean, when, when did you see, now look, the program of the four programs there is the winningest, right? Well, no, typically Kansas is the winningest. No, of, of all time wins, but mo- yeah, most we, championships. <laughs> so now you're going to change mo- the rules again. Tur- no rule. What's more important, regular season? Who is the all-time winningest program? Kansas. North Carolina has been that before, too. So was Kentucky for a long time. Yeah, so was University of San Francisco back in the 60s. Right. So it doesn't (laughs) matter. What does matter is championships. And that's why Kansas to get their fourth. I mean, that's a big one. That puts them in a – that takes them out of a tie with certain teams that their program is probably better than, like Villanova, Louisville. Yeah, that's that's what made this really special, though, is that you know for for some reason it just never really has happened for Kansas. You know, I mean that's that's what made this so it's much weird, fun. right? And I mean, so, you think about yeah. those teams that Roy had and Bill Self's had some great teams, and they've just Paul found Pierce a way. was there, right? And Paul yeah. Pierce is a legend at Kansas. Didn't win yeah. a championship. Didn't win a championship. You know, Ray Lafrance, all those guys who were there. Yeah, wasn't that Ray Lafrance? Who else was on that team? Oh my gosh, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm not going to remember. Who was the guard? Didn't he they have some? A- Jock Vaughn. I mean, back in the day. Nice. That was the one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, We had some great teams and and they just, they just haven't been able to do it. So this, this, that's what made this sweet is just. See, I actually have no problem with Kansas. I mean, there's the, the, the symbiotic relationship between the university of Kansas and North Carolina's basketball programs run pretty deep. Right. Oh my gosh. So many. Yeah. That's why, I mean, they're they're like cousin programs, right? Yeah. But you still always want to beat your cousin, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no, you want to win, but there's no real animosity there, right? Because, yeah. I mean, you know, where did Dean Smith go? He went to Kansas under Fog Allen, who learned from Dr. James Naismith. I mean, you go all the way through it. You know, so and Hubert, know. right? Didn't have, didn't Hubert, wasn't Hubert like a Carolina. assistant for Roy Williams, though, when he was at Kansas or something like that? They were, they were showing the lineage of Hubert. No, he David. was an assistant for Roy at Carolina, but I think it just, Roy being at Kansas. Okay, so know, that's, that's all the, the, yeah. You know, Roy graduating from North Carolina, but then going to Kansas, like, you know, just the, yeah. the and then Larry Brown before that. Yep, I was just going to say Larry Brown. Yep, you know, and all yeah, the assistants I mean, that have gone the, back the, and forth. Yeah, the the way those two programs are kind of interlocked. So yeah. I I wasn't put it this way, and this is going to sound crazy. I would have been devastated if they lost Saturday because there's nothing you can say after a loss in the Final Four to a arch rival, right? It's like yeah. that's the biggest game you're ever going to play. So winner kind of gets bragging yep. rights for a long time but i hoped i was really wanting them to win and i was sad but at the same time it's like yeah kansas was better yeah. you know i mean i, I just looking at the teams <laughs> yeah but i mean i just think they got a little shook but once they calmed down and just played they had better athletes they were just bigger stronger faster and that normally wins right i mean that's just and they were you know bill self said all right caleb love's not going to beat us brady manick's not going to beat us who you got? Yeah. You know, I mean, Caleb Love got up 24 shots because I know I saw that stat. I couldn't believe it. I mean, five of 24 is pretty, pretty tough, but that's who he is. He's a volume shooter. You just hope he gets on one of those runs where he just can't miss. And it just didn't happen for North Carolina. By the way, I hope we uh, stay on the air here. All of a sudden, the weather just got like totally it's been awful for day it was yesterday was brutal here oh my gosh we we were driving in that line that was the only bad part of the whole weekend was our 11 hour drive home on tuesday and Mm -hmm. we basically were in that line 
the whole way back to Charleston. I finally told Derek, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, here's, a, here's our play. Here's our best play. We're going to stop. We're going to stop, and we're going to have a long dinner, and we're just going to let this all go through. Well, then so you got to catch up to it again, though. Well, no, we stopped for a long time. We stopped just outside of Statesboro, Georgia, because we oh, can okay. stay in it. I, we, we started just see because I, I was at, you know, I probably talked about this, but, but when, I was, when I was a meteorology major, I was at, you actually have to volunteer to be on, on the, well, I don't know if we had to, but I did. I volunteered yeah. to be on the Douglas County storm chasing team. That would have been awesome. So, yeah. So, I mean, so for a <laughs> semester, um, uh, this, this, uh, one of the guys who I was in class with, he had just this POS car. And uh, so he didn't care. So we'd take his car out and we would chase tornadoes and we'd take it out. We'd go with our, I mean, we actually had like our walkie talkie radios. I mean, really like our handheld radios. And so we'd go out because, you know, we didn't have all the fancy, you know, technology that they have now. So they really back in the nineties still were relying on, on spotters, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, And, and relaying that information back with your radio. So that's cool. That would be so much fun for me. So so keeping that in mind, I actually was able to, you know, look for rotation and I kept telling Derek, I'm I'm like, we're okay. Cause obviously he was a little nervous, rightfully so because weather was so bad. I said, listen, I said, you know, just kind of keep your eyes for any rotation. I said, if you see, here's, here's the things that we know we're in trouble. We see debris or if we see hail that that's when you know that, that you're close. So we were kind of, you know, driving in the backwoods of, of Georgia and just outside of States for about 45 minutes, all of a sudden I started to see some debris and I said, you know what, this, this is over. Let's, let's stop. <laughs> okay. We stopped outside of States for about an hour. The storm was moving about 50 miles an hour. So I figured let's stop for an hour, hour and a half, eat some dinner. And so we did bought a couple, couple lottery tickets. Uh, we did, right. we did everything we could to Georgia Southern out down there in Statesboro, right? You see yeah, that? just outside of there was where we stopped him. Yeah. So, but that was the only bad thing was driving back. But yeah, that's brutal because long drives are not fun when the last part of those drives are. I've, I've gone through that before. I actually driving yeah. back from Texas one time for some reason, I decided in that big truck with the ACL to push on through to Charlotte one time. Oh, god, yeah, you guys have probably seen some terrible weather in the last two and a half hours, just a horrific thunderstorm. And I'm like, you know, and you can so tired you know and then you're plowing through this storm and it's like ah oh, if this would have been the first two hours this would have been great right you yeah. get through it no big deal but the last few hours you're just your brain's already stressed from driving for yeah in 11 hours well we were flying out of louisiana and in alabama and <laughs> and if i if i would have known what we were headed into um i'd have been so, driving the speed limit <laughs> Well, did, did you, yeah, did you take Interstate 10 all the way back and then just go north? So, going there, we took 95 all the way down to 10. And uh, just because it, it's just easy. It was a little bit longer, um, you know, by miles, but I figured you got on the interstate, make up a little bit of time. Yeah. And so we just took 95 to 10 across is easy. Coming back, uh, we decided to take a different route. So, we took, uh, I don't even know what we took. We went basically across the middle of Alabama, across the middle of Georgia, finally ended up on 16. And, uh, wow. oh, that, that was another scary moment. We ended up south of Macon and they got, got stopped in Macon because of some down power lines and down trees. It was down to one, yeah, it was down to one, one lane. It was kind of, it was kind of a mess. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's not fun. Yeah. So are you, are you glad to be back? Back. Yeah. In, tired. Back it's going to take, it's going to take a couple days to. But it's a home. once in a life. Well, you know, hopefully not once in a lifetime, but it's a. Well, it, I mean, single hand of a lifetime event. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it probably is. I look like shit, by the way. Sorry, I'm just, I really, I'm so <laughs> tired. Right, I look man. like hell. You're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it is once in a lifetime. I mean, for many people, because how many times do you have a chance where it works out in your schedule? I mean, we didn't have an event this weekend, right? Yeah. And how many and, times uh, did your team go? 
first off. Exactly. So you got to get out of, you got to get out. Both Derek and I had to get out of work. Uh, we mm-hmm. had to find tickets, get transportation. Yeah. Your team's got to qualify and go. And then, and then really where it becomes once in a lifetime is not only to hook all that up and be able to go and work it out, but then for your team to actually win it and come through. It's awesome. And that's what I kept saying to Derek. I'm like, I just can't believe this, you know, that we won and that we were here to see it. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, pretty that's pretty amazing. cool, man. Oh, by the way, Masters Week. I know. I see that. That's awesome. How about our boy Trey? Got a chance to go to some practice rounds. That's pretty sweet. I've always wanted to go there. It's it's pretty cool, man. I think if you're a golf fan at all, you should go because, A, it's not impossible to get tickets. You just have to kind of time it right. Everything there is super cheap. Well, it is impossible to get tickets. You can get practice round, but you can't yeah. get into the – you can't get in Thursday if you're I, Sunday. When I got this 10 years ago, actually, it was 90, uh, 92. It was uh, 2012. When I went the last time, but you didn't just walk up and buy a ticket. No, I mean that's what I'm saying. You have to time it right. I mean, the ticket, all that stuff was done like a year in advance and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah, <laughs> we had a blast because you know the beers are super cheap. I probably ate a hundred egg salad sandwiches. Yeah, I've heard they're really good because yeah. they're it's cheap. That's what's so crazy about it. It's not so much that it's. I mean, they are good, but it's like you know, for a dollar fifty, this is a pretty good sandwich. Right. I mean, they keep the prices super low. So, for That's example, yeah, it's like cheap. going to the Wachovia, or what, what is, what's the uh, tournament in Charlotte called? The uh, Wells Fargo. The Wells Fargo tournament. Yeah. You know, beers are like $10. You know, it's just crazy prices. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like our cornhole beer prices. You try to t- you try to tell these folks, like, you know, if you, <laughs> if you brought the prices down a little bit, you'd actually sell more and you'd oh, yeah. make up more on that money for long dollar instead of short dollar, but no one ever listens. But, yeah, the beers are super expensive at that tournament. And I think it's that way at every tournament. But at the Masters, they keep everything low pro. And it's I know. I love that. Awesome. And we gave the whole time. Unlike any other. I went with Stacy actually, back in 2012. And we, you know, he's not a big walker. So we kind of walked the, the, you know, the, the grounds there for the first 30 minutes and kind of made our way down to 16. And we sat in the bleachers right by the tee box at 16. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we just gambled all day. Ah, that's good. We, we, we alternated who picked first. You know, you pick, you know, best score, birdies are a dollar, and you're just yeah. alternating who picks first with the golfers as they come through. Oh, that's good. I like that. All day. And, you know, and there was a, you know, there was a concession stand literally right there. So, I mean, it was just, it was brutal. It was awesome until we had to get up and then walk, you know, because we were on, felt like the other side of the world from right, where we yeah. parked. And that's a hilly place. Oh, I know. That's what I've heard. It's it's way way more undulating and hilly than you'd ever been. been, been yeah, you can't believe it until you're there. It's, it's not like, it's not pleasant to walk unless you're in great shape. It's like dark here. It's like dark, dark. Is it? Like, yeah, like, yeah like yeah. This you know those, those stupid ring lights that you get for these podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Like right. that's like the only light I have. Yeah. So speaking speaking of the Masters, yeah. So here I am thinking I had a great weekend, right? Going to the Final Four in New Orleans. Meanwhile, our boy Trey, all he's doing is throwing cornhole bags with freaking Edelman. Gronkowski, yeah, and then he comes back home. Then he comes back home, and then he, and then he goes to the Masters for the practice rounds. I'm like, thanks okay. for the invite, fellas. Thanks, Mister One Up. Right? <laughs> Didn't get an invite to that. At least you know some other people got to go. I'm surprised you weren't down there. You got to go out to LA. I did. I did get to go to LA. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, put it this way: I was like, if I had to stay home and North Carolina makes the Final Four, I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, I would have much rather gone down there and experienced that, but. Didn't get invited. All right, we got ten Whoa minutes. Was me. We got ten minutes. Wow. Yeah. All right. So everyone wanted more Jeff and Bernie. 
Okay. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking too that we probably need to get uh, just before it gets uh, too long. We got. We got to get at least have to get Odie on, right? The uh, he's not the armorist, but but he's basically the guy who trains all the guys. Yeah, on, he's yeah. on SWAT. For um, some reason, my brain's not working. I'd be able to tell you exactly what his position is. But yeah, yeah but really cool. Like I just consultant. Wanna, uh, I mean, he's the special consultant. For, yeah, I just want to interview him. Um, he's a pretty gnarly guy, time. man. Yeah, he's that's pretty, what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking maybe we bring a bring a guest back. We'll do him for sure. Uh, but yeah, so people want more Jeff and Bernie, and it always seems like we just run out of time. So we got ten minutes left. I don't even know. I don't even know what to to ask you this this week or where we left off or I what mean, was going on. There, there's not much to really know at this point, Jeff. I'm, I've been an open book the first few times, so it's all out there. Yeah, it's all. You know what? What we don't know is who Jeff McCarriger is. Yeah, we do. I think. I think I've. Uh, I've talked a little bit. Uh, not, not a lot. On my not past a, a little bit. And... Not a lot. A little bit of, about divorce and a little, yeah. So my family uh, and so I, we know that you went know, to be in a band, dude. I could talk that band thing all day. But yeah. what made you go to Kansas? Uh, meteorology school. Well, oh, well, wow. I, I, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Actually, all right. The stupid that that's 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 the official that's the official reason was because at the time they had one of the top meteorology schools in I'm the sure. country, them in Colorado. And my dad said, you're not going to Colorado. I guess the Oklahoma people don't like to hear that. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. You're, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Oklahoma and Miami. I think Miami has, I mean, there's, uh, other, yeah. but, but it was a really good meteorology, uh, meteorology program. Um, but, but so, all right. So the honest, the honest answer is there was a girl in high school. There's um, always a girl. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, Fortunately, we don't have yeah. to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Um, because the girl I have, I kind of like. That works out. It's <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep her around. Yeah, that's cool. Um. So, all right. So, so back when I was in high school, we were we were we were uh, mutual friends with a with the Millers, and so Lisa Miller, who I went to um, high school with, she was older than me, and she was just I mean, just had a beautiful smile. She was always I mean, she was very pretty. She was always nice to me. She wouldn't have kind of like Kathy when we were younger. Wouldn't have this is the theme of my life. Wouldn't have anything to do with me, and uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but we were always family friends, so we were hanging around a lot. So Lisa goes to the University of Kansas, and um, and I think it was uh, like deep in her freshman year, sometime. Uh, she calls me out of the blue, and I'm like, "Yeah, she's thinking about me." That's right. Yeah. So what's up? What's up, Lisa? and she's like hey um you know i really think that this school would be a great fit for you i'm like oh god i'm like really that's where this conversation is going (laughs) you want to talk academics yeah so i'm like (laughs) fine so i'm still thinking that in my head right there's got to be another reason that she's calling me right there has to it's not just because your ego your ego is a good fit for you right that's academics yeah. that's just i'm that's 18 just a, yeah. i'm 18 i'm i'm thinking this has nothing to do right with academics so but whatever you know i'll come, yeah. come down and see if it's a good fit for me. okay i'll come and see yeah so i make the drive <laughs> down to lawrence right and uh, she lives in an all-girl dorm and she sneaks me into the all-girl dorm gsp the first night i'm like man this is gonna be a great weekend and uh, just before we fall asleep, because I'm sleeping on her dorm room floor, her roommate, roommate was gone also, by the way. I mean, the stars were aligning, right? This is gonna be like the greatest weekend ever. What were you doing on the floor then? That's what yeah, I well, that, so that was red flag number one. <laughs> and then red flag number two was we started talking about the next day. 
And she's like, she's like, I want you to meet my boyfriend. And then we're going to do this. And, and, and after boyfriend, all I heard was blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I heard nothing after that. You heard the peanuts teacher in the back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Heard nothing after boyfriend. So the next day we go and we get donuts and I meet the boyfriend and dude is awesome. Right. I mean, great guy. And we go around campus and everyone is nice. The weather's beautiful. The campus, I mean, for those who haven't been to Lawrence, Kansas, I know it sounds funny, but it's actually a really pretty campus. Yeah. Um, it's kind of yeah, like here. Clemson. It's kind of like Clemson where it is It is the town. I mean, can- University of Kansas is is Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Um, so sure enough, I mean, I just absolutely loved it. So love love the campus, love the city. Came back, told my parents. I said, hey, I, I, I really think that this is going to be on my short list of schools. So, So what started out with, me thinking that the weekend was going to be mm. totally different than it was. That's brutal. Yeah. But no, it ended up it ended up great. So I loved it. Uh, I wanted to be a meteorologist. They had a great meteorology school. So how much science I mean. was involved with that? Were you way, a- way too much. That's why that's say. why I stopped. Yeah. So I so I was a pretty good student in high school. But um my and I, and I also was a good test taker. So I tested out of most of the um, freshman core courses for math. So right away, I'm put into calculus honors, advanced linear algebraic equations. I mean, all kinds of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And Bernie, it was way, way too. Um, so I, so I, I, I struggled through my my freshman year. I'm not even sure what my grade point was, 2.2, 2.3, something like that. I mean, okay, but not great, obviously. And then, and then it continued my sophomore year. And then when I got a D, as in dog, Mm-hmm. D in my dynamic forecasting class, which is a lot, which is a lot of physics. I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll just be a storm chaser. Maybe this whole weather thing is just yeah. a. I loved a, physics except for the math, it's just all math, and it's all just. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I might. I, I was thinking to myself for the first two years. I'm like, why didn't I just be a doctor? Like I had to take physics, I had to take math, <laughs> I had to take biology, I had to take chemistry. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, might I, as well. I, all I want to do is be on TV and be a weatherman. I mean, for God's <laughs> yeah. sake, what can I not do that with broadcast here? communications? Yeah, just take some meteorology courses. Yeah. So, did you have to be a meteorologist? I guess you have to be a meteorologist nowadays if you want to be on TV. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, out in Los Angeles and San Diego, Phoenix, some of those West Coast cities. I mean, I I think you just have to have some sort of certification. I don't yeah. know if you necessarily have to have a meteorology major, but in but Kansas, yeah. it probably makes sense. So in Tornado Alley, it probably makes sense that you know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, most most places in the country, you need to have, you know, the the AMS certification to even be on TV. So the girl took you to Kansas. That's funny. So yeah. you so but but you were an Iowa fan and you were from Iowa. So you, did you not like that campus? Did you just not? No, want to I go mean, to Iowa? You, you know how it is when you when you grow up in well, maybe you don't because you didn't grow, you grew up in a big city. Um, when you grow up what on campus. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I grew up on campus, campus at Iowa. Yeah. So I mean, oh, that's right, you grew up on yeah. At, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, literally, our our house was five minutes from downtown. I mean, that's why we went to all the games on Saturday and all the basketball games. And I just felt like if I had gone to, you were never leaving. Yeah, if I had gone to Iowa, it would have been like thirteenth grade, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a freshman in college. It would have been all the same people, and and not that I didn't like my high school because I still have really good high school friends. I just really wanted to get away. And 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 get a you know have a change and I mean just like just like most kids do who are in their teenage years so so again you know Kansas was was about five hours away it was a good chance to get away and good school I wanted but to go not to like too, had, but not like so far that it would require like you know 
right. a major life change. I mean, I'm sure the people were still similar, right? Like, you know, you travel across the country, you're going to be around different types of people altogether. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I, I wish yep. I would have done something like that. I didn't have the grades to do that kind of stuff, but I wish I would have been able to, you know, go out West or yeah. University of Hawaii looked at that. That, that yeah, that would be a nice place to go. I mean, how yeah. about the College of Charleston? If I would have known the College of Charleston, although I really wanted to go someplace. Do you know, big sports, speaking but. of College of Charleston, when we were kids, you know what the ratio was? Yeah, it was crazy. Like 11 to 1, right? 10 to 1? 14 to 1 my senior year in high Is school. Is that what it was? Yeah. It still, it still has that reputation, but it's not quite that crazy now. It's like 6 to 1. Well, but the problem is a lot of those girls end up dating Citadel guys. Right. So like when you're down there, like there's that group of women there that just date Citadel guys. So you kind yeah. of move, you lose, you lose half the school right there, but 14 to one. And that Citadel town, guys, Citadel guys, Citadel guys start walking down King street and their uniform. It's over, dude. Guys like you and me have got no chance on a guy in uniform is walking down King street. The, the, fun, the funniest thing about the Citadel, and I hope I don't offend anyone out there, like, you know, outside of the state of South Carolina, that doesn't go very far. <laughs> that, that's true. I, I actually had not. I, I I think I had heard of it, but I didn't know about the Citadel. But they write their they write their ticket right. in that town in that area. Citadel the ring, kind of, yeah. You get that oh, ring. Yeah. You oh, get that ring, it. and it goes a long way. Oh, they love it. Yeah, great. You people. know, Ted Turner went to the Citadel. Yeah, and he built them a beach house. A buddy of Michael King got married at the Citadel beach house. Oh, and I didn't. Oh, the reception, I, actually, I think I did know that. Was the wedding there too? I can't remember, but the reception was there for sure. And that was a that was a good time. It was right on the right on the water. It was it was awesome. It was right. a good, that was a good time. Dude, you got ten seconds left. All right, that's it. So basketball, <laughs> little meet Jeff and Bernie, and we're out. And we're out until next week. All right, hey bud. Um, good to see you, man. Congratulations. Sorry about Tar Heels. I am, but man, I again the connection with the programs. Yeah. Um, I still like that connection with North Carolina and Kansas. So. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. All right, my man. I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. All right, bye everybody.